0: Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are, are the, the biggest, biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzie Stevens. He does take off, and how about this hitting? Bounding ball through the open space and off into right field. Get They're going to wave him. The throw comes into second now on the way to the plate, and they steal a run. And this throw is into the outfield. Diaz taking off for third. They're going to wave him in, and he's going to score. And that looked like Little League.
1: I would like to know which Little League has a soul crushing two run scoring play that, if you're keeping score at home, goes nine to six to two to nowhere. As the Red Sox give up two runs with Corey Kluber of all people on the mound. And we'll get to why that was even more important or more painful momentarily. Losing the second game of three over the weekend. The fourth and final game played later this very afternoon. A rain-delayed made-up game at 410 on the Shaw's Star Market Red Sox network today. And I bet you can't wait to see them try to level the series off against the Rays, everybody. Good morning. We are Breaking Boston. It's Fitzy, it's Hart, it's you, and we're here today to talk Red Sox, which is something we'll be doing likely and often for the next several weeks because the Bruins and the Celtics pulled the equivalent of that particular play in question that you either just watched on the YouTubes, heard on the podcast, and thanks for listening and rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing wherever you happen to find Breaking Boston, or maybe you watched it yesterday, and hopefully that was the last thing that you watched before you either turn the television off like a grown adult or possibly tried to go viral and threw the television out the window. Andy, that play in a nutshell, uh, is exactly this season. It's a bunch of guys really trying hard to do their job and do it well, but they're not that good at their job and it's really not their fault. It is the fault of the management, the personnel, uh, executives, if you will. It's the fault of everyone who has made the decisions that led to that play, that have led to this being a 500 baseball team, that have led to them being the equivalent of an amusement park ride that may or may not have to be shut down by the town, the city, the state, because it's quite unsafe at this point. It's frustrating, it's disappointing, at times it's fun. Sure, for today, for content purposes, we'll have a gas at the Sox expense, but this is not a good baseball team. It's just, it's just, nope. it's not. And this all comes on the heels of Friday. When we learned that two pitchers, they decided to let go. Michael Walker and Nathan Ivaldi, one sort of tender to contract offer the other, not at all, both won pitcher of the month in their respective divisions. And I mentioned Corey Kluber, he was on the mound. They decided to give him a one-year deal as opposed to offering Michael Walker a deal or extending Nathan Ivaldi and Corey Kluber kind of sucks. And this is what you get.
0: Uh, you get what you pay for. Uh, I want to say that I advocated for uh, discussing the opening weekend of the premier lacrosse league, but Fitzy uh, vetoed it and said, Nope, we got to talk Red Sox. Mm-hmm. And well, you get what you pay for if you talk Red Sox because uh, gone are the days I think where everybody's like, Oh, it's a really likable ball club or this is a, a team that's going to surprise people or, and I know they're whatever, five games out of the wild card or four. Or, I don't know if people really <laughs> even care about that at this point, but um, you get like are we surprised like they first of all mm-hmm. if you want to start with the defensive thing sure they've been good for years defensively no. they they have these plays every year over the last couple of years i feel like the middle of last season we were watching these stupid plays and saying red sox playing little league defense and i was talking about how no 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 even little league coaches would be <laughs> offended by I this, and say, that
1: this. Say, you and i are very fair-minded little league coaches I, I would, I would sit all of them. Dare I say, Andy, across yep. sports momentarily over into our realm of uh, football, the Red Sox defense has basically turned into the equivalent of the Patriots special teams. Like everyone thinks it's good. It hasn't been good for a long time. No, no. And you know, this year, you know,
0: Kike Hernandez is going to be the, the, the whipping boy to some degree. He's going to be the guy, but it's not his fault. He shouldn't be playing shortstop for the freaking Boston Red Sox when they let Xander Bogarts go and Trevor story, the replacement is injured. And, you know, your best prospect is still a year and a half away or whatever it is. But the reality is they've had defensive holes for years, first base a year ago, Mm -hmm. right? Nobody can play first base, go get a first baseman. Um, You know, so I, this is who they've been and, unfortunately we joked about it but the the heim bloom trash collection between double headers Uh, over the weekend is um i don't know if it's art imitating life or however we want to describe i just said that that ish writes itself basically you know caption this uh and there's plenty of opportunities for social media captions to be had Fun there and now if you say that Bloom is a trash GM or Bloom is a GM who simply <laughs> collects garbage or any of those things. Uh,
1: you are factually accurate because uh, you have video to back. it. I mean, uh, it's so nice and you can see it right now. If you're if you're watching on YouTube, there's video. Our own Brad Foe at Bradfo tweeted out over the weekend. Coop, you can just keep on keep this on a loop for the rest of the damn podcast. As far as I'm concerned. This so, season, actually. So. <laughs> so Basically, what happened, and this isn't the first time it happened. Like, there's there's footage years ago of Ben Charrington and Larry Lucchino doing the same on a weekend doubleheader necessitated by weather. Heim Bloom is out there working with all the Fenway Stadium employees, picking up garbage uh, between the seats to help them get ready for the the nighttime of the day the day nighter, Thanks to Mother Nature. Now, I think that's really nice. It's noble. The man is obviously well paid for his job, so actually putting in a little manual labor is not above board. However, given the way the team has looked, given the way the team has played, given everything and the frustrations and the feelings of the Fenway faithful, you know, if Bloom goes, Yeah, guys, um, I, I think I'll, uh, you know, give me a bag. I'll get out there and help. I may have got, I, someone in the front office might have been like, ha, I'm, uh, you know, the optics on this team. one may not be so great. Even Sam Kennedy who appears every Thursday morning on the Greg Hill show with the front office report. And I swear that man could somehow spin the Ohio chemical train explosion into a positive. Uh, would <laughs> would probably have a hard time on this one. Like, yeah, you know, isn't Heim great. Look, look at him out there. Just, you know, he's one of us. Like what? He likes picking up trash. Like this is literally Andy. Like you said, it writes a thousand headlines. You know, part of, I want to say like, hey, Bloom, you helped build this mess. Now you clean up after it. You called him a trash GM. No lies detected in that post.
0: And and was the uh, Theo Epstein gorilla suit not available? Because at least go in a costume so people don't know it's you. Have a gorilla picking up garbage in the grandstands uh, instead of, you know, the general manager. Poor guy. But the, w- we laugh because, you know, that's the only opportunity here. Because if you really take it too seriously, it's really going to frustrate you and infuriate you when you're already dealing with, Massive collapse by your basketball team, massive collapse by your hockey team. We're dealing with hope. You and I have discussed this. Hope, I think, is probably the word for the Patriots, although uh-huh. that could come crashing down relatively quickly when the season begins. But I, my question all along has been, like, what do I, if I'm a Red Sox fan and I'm not crazy fanatical, uh-huh. like I'm not expecting a miracle, this doesn't have to be, what am I looking at? that's positive like what am i looking at and saying Ah, i see what they're doing here that's going to pay off in two years where who am i looking you know verdugo okay Okay. verdugo's having a great year verdugo's taking a leap is he going to be paid Mm -hmm. are you going to keep verdugo verdugo is he part of the long-term core um now i know yoshi is part of the long-term core Mm -hmm. you signed him to a big contract this offseason um mayor down in in um the minor leagues is part of the future are the, uh, some of these arms, I guess, you're going to tell me? Certainly not your closer. We celebrated a 400-save closer who will be <laughs> dead and buried career-wise by the time this team is good. Yep. Like, which aspects of this team should
1: I be latching on to Casas? No. Are feeling great about him? Uh, we are not feeling great about Casas. What of, am I latching as on As a matter to? of fact, ever since his 515-foot ding-dong uh, a few weeks ago, everyone's been calling for uh, – Bobby Longball, Bobby Ding Dong to come back up and yeah. to have Dahlbeck take over and remember all the fielding problems and especially, most especially, the inability to hit anything other than a fastball. Like if you can get, you know, Billy Koch from 20 years ago to or Daniel Bard to pitch to Bobby Dahlbeck, he'll put on a show. Anyone has right. any movement whatsoever on a pitch, Bobby Dahlbeck's going to look like Bobby Dahlbeck again. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more that that is the question du jour, if you will, like that's That is the, that's the problem with this team. Now, what am I supposed to get excited about? Not just now, if you want to get excited about something now, uh, you know, go see the fancy new lights, go, go on a Tuesday and maybe hope they go, they go down six, three and somehow come back and win eight, seven. And it'll be one of those impromptu like, Oh man, you missed a hell of a game at Fenway last night. Okay, great. That's not going to happen with any consistency whatsoever. Uh, right here we see the stats, uh, as aggregated by John Tomasi. Uh, Red Sox outs above average rankings by infield position. Tristan Casas, 35th out of 38. Emmanuel Valdez, 43rd out of 46 at second base. Shortstop, Kike Hernandez, 38th out of 40. Rafael Devers at third base, 18th out of 41. So none of those are great. Read the last line. Oh, Xander. Read the last line. uh, And good to know, Xander Bogarts, incidentally, is first overall at shortstop. Cue the Bob Lobellers out there. Why can't we get guys like that? Uh, Andy, I don't know. Like, the everything to me is built in and around Marcelo Meyer, right? And, you know, he. Holy pressure on yeah, that point. N- uh, yeah, no big deal, guy. Just be the savior of the entire franchise. Now, his drafting is what led to, in my estimation, the Red Sox management pulling a John Lester with their negotiations with Xander Bogarts and allowing him to ultimately walk yet somehow still curiously they signed trevor story to play second short or short second or second stop uh whatever the hell I think the it's plan called was. IL. yeah oh the il that's IL. right that's where he is uh honestly the man has spent two-thirds of his time on the injured list since he since he was required since he was acquired so since he helped run bogarts out of yep. town so that's so that's worked out great for them uh, first bit Casas, no thanks. Second base, absolutely nothing. Mayer's a year away from coming up. If you force him up now, you risk damaging the most valuable property you have. He's the fifth to- fifth uh, highest prospect in all, fifth highest rated prospect in baseball. Devers is, you know, hitting a lot of home runs this season, but there's no one around him that's doing that. Adam Duvall, if he comes back and returns to form from two months ago before he hurt his wrist, is he worth coming to the ballpark for? No. Yoshida. And he's 172. Yoshida. Am I going to the ballpark to see him? I might, I might, when I go, if I go, I might say, Oh, there's Yoshi. The guy that was so awesome from the world baseball classic. That conversation went that far. Verdugo. He's a very good baseball player. 300 average, five home runs, bunch of hits RBI. And that's that. And there's no one else. And he has I- a little pizzazz. Yeah. He's got, he's a, got little a little juice, um, but like layer. Yeah. Like if, if all those elements are firing on the same night, you might catch a good ball game. You might catch a good ball game. Now, Chris Sale to the injured list last week. You were waiting for that to happen. It did happen. Now he's got an inflamed shoulder left after 38 pitches, two and two-thirds innings, major velocity drop. Who knows how long he'll be on there. Anyone who thought that you were going to get half a season, let alone a full season out of Chris Sale, stop it. Uh, James Paxton, nope. Are you? Would you go to the ballpark? Would you go out of your way and drop medium to top dollar to see Brian Bayo pitch? Nope. Yeah. Who else? Um, no, and that's the Tanner problem. Can I not? No. These guys are even all out of position on top of it all. And you let the two damn starters I, go. I
0: hate to be overly negative and piling on and we sort of our first real dive into the Red Sox, but the other aspect I have here is if this were year 1 of Heim Bloom, I'd be totally understandable to it. Okay, you're you're resetting the roster, you're cleaning house, mm-hmm. you're doing it. You It isn't. Nope. You're well into your plan here. Plan, plan. So I just, I have trouble seeing the short-term picture Mm -hmm. when you have Kike Hernandez at shortstop, (laughs) short-term seat, and then the long-term picture, also not very clear, other than one prospect who better be the combination of Ken Griffey Jr. and Derek Jeter, Mm -hmm. because if he isn't, Mm -hmm. he's not possibly going to live up to everything that's seemingly being put on his prospect's shoulders at this point, because he is the savior he is the foundation and i don't i really don't think that's fair to him this is supposed to be the boston red sox where you should have a few guys remember remember back in the good old days where you had just you gotta go way back here so so give me a second where you had oh i don't know devers bogarts and Betts to sort of build around and it's like hey that's three guys so if we add Duvall-like players or a second-tier prospect here. Wow, we're really kind of filling out half a lineup. Now you have one guy to build around, and he has never stepped foot on a major league field like that. And it also annoys me that they kind of lucked into him. It's they not did they like, entirely. Mm.
1: I'm telling you, by lucking into him, they, they took a shortstop when they already had one in place that they could have signed that obviously another team felt was worthy of signing for a full decade, actually a decade plus one, and the Red Sox didn't. Uh, And so that kind of threw everything with these value-ridden Red Sox, this threw everything for a loop. And the kid may be a bonafide stud, a certified G, and an absolute hall of famer in waiting. But that, like you said, it's way too much pressure to put on any one human being. To try to turn a franchise around. And I think actually, especially in baseball. Yeah, especially, especially in, baseball. in baseball. This isn't the NBA where if you get one guy, it can be tough. Yeah, Wimbayama might no. be able to put up 25, 10, right. 10, and eight a night and be a this smoother, taller, leaner version of Jokic and like save the Spurs or restart their franchise with yet another big man for the third time in the last 20, 30 years. But like one guy can't fix an entire baseball club's ales. No,
0: two can't. I mean, we talk about it so often, but the Angels are a team built around mm-hmm. arguably the two best players, maybe not of just the generation, maybe two of the greatest players that have ever stepped on a baseball Correct. field. And I'm, and then that's not exaggeration. Like that's where they land talent wise. And they're a mediocre baseball mm-hmm. team that doesn't go to the playoffs. that doesn't do anything. So baseball is different. And I, I go back to same record as the Red I Sox like right now. Yeah, they're right. Yeah. I feel like we were sold a bill of goods. It was like, well, you gotta let this guy go. You gotta let bets go because you gotta reset your your finances. Oh, you screwed this up, and if you signed him, it would actually cost four times as much with tax dollars and all revenue sharing, all these things. Okay, so you did that. Maybe if I even wanted to buy that, you, you sell me on that. When do we come out the other side of this? When do we go back to being the Boston Red Sox and instead of mocking teams like the Padres or the Mets in particular, with hey, every team has a salary cap except the Mets, apparently. When do you go back to being a team that just says, you know what? We have great finances. We have a ballpark that draws tourists. We have a a ballpark that draws people no matter what. We have finances coming in at all times. When do you start to see, I don't know, this is a weird thing. Weird idea here. Mm -hmm. Multi-year contracts, signing Mm -hmm. guys to like four and five-year deals. Oh, God forbid, seven, eight, nine-year deals, but long-term deals to build a core roster of star players that can then be complemented and supplemented by bargain signings prospects that come up oh an athletic guy that plays out of position but we're good like I I just I really struggle to see any sort of plan that if you're a Red Sox fan and you want to be optimistic you can where you can place your optimism why you could say yep that trash GM the guy who collects garbage between uh, doubleheader games I see what he's doing I like where he's going with
1: this. It it, honestly, like we kind of buried the lead. That is truly the question when it comes to the Red Sox. What is the plan? Uh, As far as a shortstop trying to save a team or be the savior of a team goes, Nomar alone couldn't save the Red Sox. Remember when uh, the Texas Rangers acquired rather, you know, gave up crazy free agency money and signed Alex Rodriguez. I think he won back to back MVPs. They had a losing record both seasons before the New York Yankees ultimately acquired him. It's, it's too much pressure to put on any one player. That is the question. What is it that I have to look forward here and not to cross sports one more time, but we're now entering the fourth year post Tom Brady with the new England Patriots. If they go out there this year and they go nine and eight and they play their ass off and they play good defense and the offense doesn't even just struggle. It, everything looks competent and professional, sort of like harkening back to the good old days, but not quite as effective people in town will be frustrated but they won't be mad. They won't be they won't want to mock the team the same way. But that'll be the fourth year post Brady and people will ask the same question Andy. What's the plan? This is Heim Bloom's fourth year calling the shots as the president of baseball operations and the team looks to be as far away from contending, from turning the ship around and from becoming whatever this grand vision of an economically sound but ultimately competitive one through twenty-five efficient baseball team could possibly be. It's just, geez, I thought we were going to have fun talking about them. And at this point now, I think I'm kind of depressed.
0: Well, you <sighs> you should be. I mean, yeah, they're a last-place baseball team with limited star power and draw and and likability. Actually, they have likability, but not in a contending kind of way like I think you can talk yourselves into liking some of the players on the roster for who they are um but the reality and I I keep going back to all these like oh they're in the AFC AL East it's a Mm -hmm. tough division but yeah that's where you play it's where you've always played it's where you've always competed and especially now when you look at the standings so they're the only team in the division with a losing Mm -hmm. streak lost two in a row only team in the division that's sub 500 in their last 10 games Only team in the division that's given up more than 262 runs, and they've done that by 30-plus runs. Um, Only team in the division that has a losing record on the road. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm sorry, you just don't measure up to your competition in the division, and that's where you have to measure up. Like, It's not like... Joe Missoula, Joe Missoula got thrown into a job a couple days before the job started. Mm-hmm. It's not like Heim Bloom's team got picked up and they like, we forgot to tell you, we realigned over the winter. You're now in the American League East. No, no, no. He took the job as a guy from the American League East to join another team in the American League East to build a team to win. Where? In the American League East that isn't winning in the American League East.
1: It seems only appropriate that is the Tampa Bay Rays, a team that he was one of the architects of, or maybe not so much. Was he? I know, see, that's was the thing. He? Was he really, was he, was does he, he get a little too much credit for that? That may be the case that comes to town. And though the Red Sox did win one of two on Saturday, they've lost two of the first three. Game four of the four-game weekend series against the Rays. Today, 4.10 p.m. from friendly-ish Fenway, more friendly to other teams recently than other, than the Red Sox themselves. Thanks for tuning in to Breaking Boston. We'll be back tomorrow with whatever is the story of the day, whatever it is that feeds your rapid, your ravenous Boston sports fandom, the hot cup of sports talk, 20 minutes or so to start each and every day here with at Fitzy GFY and at Jumbo Heart. Thank you very much. Good job, producer Cooper Leonard. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share if you get a chance. We enjoy helping you set the table for the day when it comes to your passion for Boston sports. For Coop, for Fitzy, for Heart, this is Breaking Boston. Whoa, socks. We'll talk to you tomorrow.